Hey friends, have you ever thought, well, now I've heard it all. How about an elementary after-school club, now this is elementary, called After School Satan Club. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and how that leads us into the topic today of what is the most detestable sin. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Just when you think you've heard it all or read it all, I recently read in the Christian Post an article dated on April 21st, 2022, about a Pennsylvania school district that voted against, and thank God they did, they voted against a parent's request to launch the Satanic Temple After School Program called After School Satan Club. And it's launched as an extracurricular program. After School Satan Club for elementary school students. You know, thank God they voted against it. But the article goes on to say that there's other school districts in the country that have embraced, they've embraced this extracurricular program. You know, if you're a part of my Facebook group, you can view the application. Just scroll down the feed and you will see it. After School Satan Club application shows a devilish looking head with two horns on a man that has one black eye and one clear eye. It's very evil looking. And it says, Hey kids, let's have fun at the after school Satan club. And then it says, parents, your children will learn benevolence and empathy, critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, and personal sovereignty. They claim that Satan is a mythical creature that represents individual freedom. You know, what is alarming is that this club exists in elementary schools. They are leading our children into a life of destruction and sin. And that leads me into today's main topic. The question I have is, what do you think is the most detestable sin? Perhaps you think it's murder or adultery, or for children, they might think it's lying or stealing. And you know, by the way, we don't have to teach our children how to sin. It comes naturally. We need to teach them how not to sin. So what is the most detestable sin or sins? Ezekiel chapter 8 verses 9 through 18 addresses the sins that the Lord determines are so detestable that everyone in Jerusalem has to be destroyed. And then Ezekiel chapter 9 describes the results of committing the most detestable sin and the result of those who stand strong in truth and faith. I personally think if we're going to teach our children about sin, we should have a family study on Ezekiel chapter 8 and 9. So in chapter 8, there are four sins that the Lord finds most detestable. The first one is various idols that they worshipped in the temple. Do we worship false idols? Maybe we place sports as a priority in life over God? Or do we miss church as a family because Johnny has a soccer game? Or maybe our job has become a priority over God. And we don't go to church because mom and dad have to work on Sunday or do extra work on Sunday. How about number two says it's false teachers in the temple. They claim that the Lord does not see them and he has deserted them. Do we have false teachers in the temple? I'm going to have an article from Christianity Today titled, Beware False Teachers with Good Doctrine and Bad Ethics. And I hope you will read that. 
Number three in this chapter, it says that we are told that the women are weeping for a false God, third most detestable sin. When Christians claim there are other ways to get to heaven other than believing in Jesus, they are worshiping a false God. When Christians, and I'm using air quotes, distort the truth of God's word, they no longer believe in the one true God, but believe in a counterfeit God. And our children need to know and hold within their hearts the true gospel message so they can recognize a false gospel or a false God. And then lastly, we read in this chapter about men turning their backs to the sanctuary and bowing down to worship the sun. These men represent atheists today who believe there is no God, and the only thing that is real is what they can see with their eyes. Are we preparing our children to stand strong in faith and to hold on to the correct biblical worldview that believes that the most important things are the things that God has prepared for us in the future that we claim our hope in, things that we don't see? What is the common thread in these four examples? It's the sin of idolatry. So the most detestable sin are the sins of idolatry. Idolatry is singular, but there are more ways than one to commit this sin. These examples are indicative of what is happening today and why our children are walking away from their faith. Then chapter 9, we notice that before the destruction, God places a mark on the people who did not commit the sins of idolatry. Today, we could say that we are marked by the Holy Spirit protecting us against destruction because we believe in the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins on the cross. Then we read that the Lord starts judging, starting with the people at the temple. Perhaps we need to look at the church today and see the great sin of false teaching, the revoice movement, progressive church, and and perhaps the true Christian church whose doctrine is correct because there is a pastor in sheep's clothing teaching the congregation. Our children need to learn the true and complete word of God so they can easily distinguish between true doctrine and false doctrine and become warriors in truth, not falling prey to the false teaching. Also, we should discuss with our children, what are the seven deadly sins? Pride, envy, wrath, glutton, lust, sloth, and greed. And almost every sin we commit can be placed in one of these seven categories. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says, These are the six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. And I'm going to have a wonderful article in Christianity Today that says, what are the seven deadly sins? So what can we do to help our children overcome these sinful habits? I have six helpful suggestions. Make sure they fully understand what is sinful. When they disobey, it is sinful. And they need to know that it is a command you had given them and not a suggestion. If you say, Mary, don't you think you should wear your coat outside today? That's a suggestion, and that confuses children. Help them memorize the Ten Commandments. Go over each one and give illustrations. Explain what it means. I shall not have any other gods before me. Help them to understand if something is more important to them than God, it has become their idol, and that is the most detestable sin, the sin of idolatry. If they feel something is wrong, 
They should not do it. And if they do it thinking it is sinful, they have committed a sin. Remind them that the Holy Spirit will help them if they listen to that still small voice that is guiding them. Romans 14, 23 says, But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For older children, have them write what they were doing, who they were with, and what do they think the reason was that caused their sinful behavior. Maybe it was peer pressure or selfish desire. By keeping a journal like this, they may be able to see a pattern and make appropriate changes. And of course, one way to break the habit of sinning is for the parent not to let sin slide by. Hold your child accountable for their sin every time they commit the sin. Otherwise, you are sending a message that perhaps it's okay to sin sometimes. Make sure to adhere to any consequences also for disobedience. They need to know that there will be a consequence for their sins. Also, they need to fully understand that they are sinning against God, the one who created them and protects them and provides for all their needs. Child Evangelism Fellowship has a wonderful article, Helping Children Recognize Sin and Win, and I hope you will find that informative. And make sure you know what is going on in your school. Maybe your school is one of the schools that has a Satan club. I pray not. So let's all work together to raise strong Christian kids by setting the example of putting God first, not second or third. And remember, more is caught than taught. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.